1: Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Platinum Jubilee Cheeseman. This is Chad. I'm still fucking drunk. So wash. And on this week's show, House of HR, more like House Party of HR, Elon says, get your ass back to the office and, oh my God,
2: Oprah! Let's do this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts.
1: I'm almost back to normal from Vegas. Oh, yeah? you stayed an extra day. You stayed a few more days, so yeah, yeah, you're you're still hurting a little I, bit.
0: I stayed through the weekend. You you broke the uh, three day Vegas rule. That's I did kind of my limit on Vegas. I doubled up. My burn rate is three days. I doubled up on that. That was that was not a good idea. <laughs>
1: yeah. Plus your birthday. Did you did you have fun? Did you do anything
0: special? Oh, yeah, yeah, plenty of stuff we can't talk about on the show, but yeah, it was keep awesome. It PG rated for the kids, please. <laughs> please give. it PG rated. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, mine was
1: more um, parental, you know, held out with the kids, had some oh, friends yeah. come over. Mm-hmm. Did some drinking and grilling, and uh, yeah, did the uh, the middle-aged white guy birthday. this, this Memorial weekend. Day weekend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, awesome. 5,500, weather was mm-hmm. nice, hit the pool a little bit. Yeah, summer's here, and <laughs> I couldn't be happier. It's not a can't beach in Portugal, but hey, it's uh, middle America. What are you going to do? We can't have it all. We can't have it all. We we all can't be so washes. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Fuck. All right. Shout outs. Shout outs, baby. I'm, my first shout out goes to Elena Valentine. You might know her as oh, the co-founder of Skill Scout. That's I right. I love her. Like a boss. She emceed Unleash America in Vegas last mm-hmm. week and knocked the cover off the ball. Shout out to Elena. You rocked it. She raised the bar for our fest appearance. I feel oh, yes. like I need to
1: really warm up for that one. She raised the bar <laughs> on emceeing conferences. Yes. Good for you, Elena. My first shout out. Yep. And there's a sound bite. That's right, kids. There's a Canadian shout out alert. Let's talk about Cherry Health. She's my Cherry Health. All right. The Calgary based. Wait, health is this tech- Healthcare for sh- Trippers? What, what yeah, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, the Cherry, we got to get them on Firing Squad and ask about the name. I'm not sure where <laughs> Cherry Health comes from. Uh, anyway, the Calgary based uh, health tech startup describes itself as Canada's medical staffing network and offers a smartphone-based self-serve job-matching app that connects doctors to medical clinics seeking to fill temporary positions. Huh. Hey, doctors want a gig, too. Shout-out to Cherry Health of Calgary,
0: Canada. <laughs> strippers need health care, too, and they get it universally in Canada. So, yeah, okay. Shout-out to Kyle Lagunas over at General Motors, who is taking a sabbatical or what he's calling Hot Girl Summer. Good for you, Kyle. Find find your way to Key West, grab some margs and a hot tub, man. You deserve it. Well, I can't compete with Hot Girl Summer, but I can
1: compete (laughs) with some Australian heat. Shout out to Verbo, one of our favorite Aussie-based companies, and our first-ever Firing Squad Survivor. Mm -hmm. They've hired Lynn Foster as their vice president of business development and strategic partnerships. Great catch. Cue up the Coming to America soundbite based in California. Lynn has spent a decade in the industry with the likes of Higher Right, Cornerstone, Smash Fly, Fetcher, and Beamery. Talk about some experience. Shout out to Verve and their shiny new executive. Vervo oh, yes, of course. vervo oh, sorry. The Verve is a great band from the 90s. Anyway.
0: <laughs> it is. A shout out to Matt Alder, that British guy. He came all the way to the U.S. to just to interview us for his show. I'm sure anyone listening to us is is definitely listening to the, the Recruiting Future podcast because I think between our two shows, uh, we probably hit 99.9% of HRTA and tech vendor space. So yep. thanks for having us on, Matt. We appreciate it. My next shout out, it's not a bittersweet symphony for our
1: work. (laughs) the Boston-based startup that touts itself as a recruitment and retention platform for quick-serve restaurant franchise owners announced this week some additional Series A to the tune of $2.5 million, bringing its total raised in the round at $12.5 million. The company says they improve retention by constantly engaging employees with automatic check-ins. Time to turn up the pieces of flair to 11 and pledge your allegiance to Red Lobster Chad. (laughs) Shout
0: out to our work oh we're, we're gonna hear so many bitches and complaints after a while because employees had nobody like reaching out to them and now they're gonna have like this overabundance it's spam
1: <laughs> alert spam alert your employer wants to
0: know how you're feeling here we go okay uh, shout out to lists uh, joel and i love lists the we made the list the chad and cheese podcast made the list for the top recruitment, and HR podcast you should listen to in 2022 via Occupop. Have you ever heard of Occupop prior to this? Well, no, but if there's any
1: way to make sure podcasters know who you are, it's put them (laughs) on a fucking list. That's how you do it, kids.
0: Yeah, maybe Occupop should be on firing squad. So if you're listening, Occupop. I like the name. Call me, baby. Call Cherry Health and Occupop. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Jeez. And my last shout out goes to FOMO. Okay. People... If you missed Unleashed, uh, you know, you uh, felt the FOMO. Don't miss it again, especially it's coming in Paris. And sure as hell, do not uh, miss RecFest on July 7th at Nebworth Park, north of London. We will uh, be emceeing the disrupt stage, which it's all about technology. So, uh, did you also see that the, the RecFest festival map dropped this week? I did. I did. Lots of circus tents. I like it. Lots of tents everywhere. The, the problem that I'm seeing here, and I'm sure Jamie uh-huh. and, and Bobby and the team will rectify this. This year, the bars aren't actually in the tents. So we're going to have to have a runner, I think, oh, uh, go go get no. drinks for us. This is first world problems, kids. No matter, get your Rec fest tickets, book your travel, hotel. Let's do this. Also, if you want to know what a, events we're scheduled to go to, Go to chadcheese.com, upper right-hand corner. Click on events. We want to see you there. Buy us a drink. We'd love it. Come on, Chad. You know you're
1: concerned about me staying sober till noon. You probably worked out that the bar was farther away from the tent that we were working at. Don't try to play with me. You caught me. And speaking of FOMO kids, if you love free shit, you got to get over to chadcheese.com. Sign up for free stuff. We're giving away T-shirts from Emissary, beer from our friends at Pillar, and whiskey. You get a a Chad Choice and a cheese choice. What could be wow. better from our friends at Text Kernel? Just go to chadcheese.com and sign up. Love it. And let's talk about some birthdays. First up, we have Katrina Collier. We missed her last week in our uh, Las Vegas-filled haze. She shares a birthday with Mr. Sowash, so I'm sure that's a special Special connection that you share My with twin. Katrina. Like a, like a twin. Yeah, your twin across the Atlantic. <laughs> also celebrating a birthday, uh, Hung Lee, everyone's favorite newsletter guy. And uh, looking forward to seeing him in England as well. Also, yep. Anna Anna Brecka, who remembers Ooh. the Kennedy conferences. That's yeah. right. Anna celebrates a birthday. And Matt, that British guy, Alder, he celebrates another trip around the sun, as well as Andrew Gadomski. <laughs> Anders nice. Storman, Andy mm-hmm. Patterson, Martin, don't call him Rodney Dangerfield. That's the <laughs> list. Celebrating another trip around the sun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan. And happy birthday, happy everybody. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you.
0: The
1: All right, Chad. Well, once again. Everything this podcast touches turns to gold. (laughs) We should change our name to the Midas Touch Show. Anyway, our good friends at House of HR in Belgium announced that private investment firm Bain Capital, maybe you've heard of them, has entered into a share purchasing agreement for the acquisition of a 55% stake in the company. Financial details were not disclosed, but trust me when we say it was a big number, kids. House of HR CEO Rika Koppen said, quote, With Bain Capital's investment in House of HR, we start a new chapter in our incredible story. We intend to continue our growth path based on strong organic growth combined with targeted and specialized M&A in existing markets. For the full year 2021, House of HR reported revenue of 2.2 billion euros, an increase of 18.8% compared to 2020. Chad, this is clearly a house made out of bricks.
0: Your thoughts. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. And uh, well, you know, Bain has a super yacht. So why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. So first of all, House of, House of HR, as you just said, they, they hit $2.4 billion, That's USD in revenue last year. While many U.S. and Europeans haven't even heard of them before. Why? Because House of HR are silent fucking killers. That's Mm -hmm. why. House of HR is a house of brands with over 40. I believe right now it's actually approaching 50 different brands in their house. So instead of buying a company and slapping their logo on it, like a Deco or Ronstad might do, Mm -hmm. Rika Kopens, who is probably one of the most savvy fucking business people that we've had the honor to meet and actually speak to, Rika Levin and the team of House of HR understand that if you're going to acquire a company, rip its logo off and slap yours on it, it's pretty much akin to pulling the heart out of the founder's chest. House of HR, they they don't do that. They want the founder and the leadership team of the acquired companies to stay and embrace the house so that the founders don't just linger during their contracted terms, but they double down and they don't eject after 18 months or, or 24 months. They stay and thrive. Now, why Bain Capital? Here's a great line from an episode of HBO's The Wire. Uh Uh-oh. You come at the king you best not miss. Well, House <laughs> of HR is coming for the king, which is currently Ronstad, and they're going to need the ammo to ensure yeah. that they do not miss. When I heard Bain Capital was in the mix, my jaw dropped. Bain yeah. has approximately $160 in assets currently under management. Again, mm-hmm. you come at the king, you best not miss, and after all of the shuffling at the top, I see a silent killer in the shadows.
1: Yeah. in that time that you just talked about uh, the news, they've added two or three brands to the house of (laughs) HR, by the way, when we started the European podcast, we did so in large part because we could see that a lot of money, attention and ideas were flowing into and out of the continent. I think that instinct to start a new show focusing on Europe has only been proven correct in the year since starting our does Europe portion of the show. So Here you have Boston-based Bain Capital
2: Mm -hmm. writing
1: a big check to a company that to most of Americans, like you said, unless they listen to our show, have never heard of this company. House of HR has kind of adopted us as their American orphans. And I frankly couldn't be happier for Rika, Levin, and the rest of the team. And as far as for Europe, Pay attention, kids, because once this whole Russia thing comes to an end, and it will, Europe is going to take up a lot of the oxygen in our space. I'm talking more investment, more startups, and more acquisitions. Keep your house. Keep your eye on House of HR. Amen. Next up. Oh, I know what I forgot, Chad. What? No. <laughs> the unicorn soundbite. Can, can you add hold, it? I don't think you on. can. Hold on. Yeah, I can.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you forgot that.
1: All right, Chad, next up. Bing. Oh, oh, yeah, you know that sound, baby. It's unicorn Another time. one. Guild, provider of an online education platform with a focus on upscaling, frontline employees announced it has raised $175 million in a Series F round, which sets a $4.4 <laughs> billion dollar valuation for the seven-year-old Denver-based company. Oprah Winfrey, Chad. Oprah Also participated in the round, adding a plug for Guild Mm -hmm. to accompany its funding announcement with the statement, quote, again, this is from Oprah. I deeply believe in the power of education to change the trajectory of a person's life. And Guild is creating a more equitable path to quality education. You get a unicorn. You get a unicorn. Chad, wipe the glitter out of your eyes.
0: And give us your thoughts on Guild. You get a unicorn that—that that was a, a part of that was a part of the uh, the quote, by the way, kids. <laughs> Apparently, upskilling is a thing. Uh, I, I still can't believe that corporations haven't figured this out yet. I mean, seriously, we're always hearing about companies talk about talent pipelines, and they have no fucking clue what a talent pipeline really is. So, since they're dumbasses haven't bridged the skills gap, they're going to need someone to do it for them. Enter Guild. Guild's cost is for, for um, students is between three dollars to $6,000 a year for courses provided by partner universities and learning providers. Uh, the average tuition and fees for U.S. private universities is around thirty-eight dollars per year, uh, or around ten. dollars annually for for public schools this is a legit unicorn sector not just guild but the entire sector is legit unicorn and there is plenty of room for the herd of unicorns that are going to be happening in this space i'm a huge fan of this and again when you take a look at a gap that has failed to be bridged being the skills gap in this case yep. in corporate America, corporate global corporations haven't been able to fill this. They're they're going to need somebody to fill it for them. These guys will be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, what's in the water in Denver?
1: Uh, we talked about glo- <laughs> we talked about Velocity Global Beer. last week getting four hundred million dollars <laughs> uh, out of out of Denver and now Guild. Geez, Denver is becoming a hot spot for our space mm-hmm. anyway. Since the pandemic, there have been three major trends in our space, Chad. It's a rad. It's a rad thing. <laughs> Remote God. work, automation, and DEI. While those are still in focus to varying degrees, here's what I think is warming up in 2022 and likely will be red hot as we head into next year. Number one, healthcare. Mm-hmm. Number two, upskilling. And number three, robots. Boomers aren't getting any younger and the pandemic really sucked for nurses. So there's your healthcare. Companies can't hide and retention is paramount. So there's your upskilling, and you just sort of encapsulated all of those comments around Guild. And well, humans are a pain in my ass and customers are getting more comfortable with machines. So Bring on the robots, which we will also talk about later in the show. I think those are three turns that are taking off. Guild is on the front line of that, and they are going to profit immensely from this trend.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those three things we're already seeing happening. So to be able to predict something that we know is already going to happen, come
1: on. I said warming up, and I said red (laughs) hot going into next year, man. Don't. The only thing is, I can't. I can't get a good like H U R. Her. I don't. I don't know. I can't. It doesn't roll off like rad does. I got to work on that one. I got to work on this one. Which maybe I'll do it during the break. All right, let's pay some bills and talk about Elon Musk. Who's that guy?
2: We'd never admit it, but deep down, we all get at least some pleasure from bad things happening to somebody we don't like. History's full of stories about bitter enemies being mutually horrible. Usually nothing good comes of it. But sometimes, sometimes, you get soul singers James Brown and Joe Tex, or 17th century nun Sor Juana and the entire Catholic Church duking it out and dramatically changing our world. On Beef with Bridget Todd, we tell the stories of those petty feuds behind some of the greatest art, innovation, and global events. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Oh boy, Chad. Elon, Elon smack the hornet's nest on this one. You're going to love this. All right, <laughs> He's doing that a lot lately. Yeah, I know. He needs to divert attention from uh, his Twitter debacle. Anyway, Elon Musk asked all Tesla employees to come back to the office or quit this week and a leaked email to employees. Some highlights include, quote, everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours, and I mean a minimum, in the office per week. Moreover, the office must be where your actual colleagues are located, not some remote pseudo office. If you don't show up, we will assume you have resigned, In quote. Elon also said, quote, there are, of course, companies that don't require this, but when was the last time they shipped a great new product? It's been a while, end quote. Let me take a wild guess, Chad, and say you're opposed to Elon's choice to bring everyone back to the office. What you got?
0: Yeah, you don't say. Yeah, he didn't ask anything. This is an order. I mean, really. And and Elon Musk, who is amazingly smart, has also shown that he's a total asshole. This move shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. I mean, he was ordering workers back to production lines during the pandemic when we didn't even have a damn vaccine yet. Mm -hmm. So the man doesn't care about people and what they want. A new career builder survey, Yes, we're talking about a career builder yes, survey. It's been a long time. Career builder, folks. We're not talking about tech or their amazing revenues. No, we're talking about a career builder survey, which shows 67% of people surveyed would like to work remote. Hear that? Remote at least three days per week. And 28% would prefer to work remote at least full-time capacity. 38% of employees and 51% of our favorite millennials said they would quit if they weren't able to work remote. So quitting is still happening in the millions per month. So let's see if we have a Goldman Sachs situation where only half showed up after they were demanded back or if Tesla employees comply. Either way, through this pandemic, we have seen who Elon Musk really is a megalomaniac asshole who would
1: have thought that the first time we talk about career builder it's in regards to a survey and not and not jaw-dropping innovation anyway (laughs) chad who am i to disagree with the world's richest man uh what's happening with knowledge-based work uh quite frankly is fascinating uh progressive software-based companies like airbnb are saying you know what work whenever, however, and wherever you want, and those companies aren't losing a beat, and they're primed to win huge, bigly in the future. (laughs) You have the three martini lunch crowd on Wall Street, Uh, who says, get back in the office. And you have companies who are tech companies, but make things like Apple, Google, Tesla, Peloton, etc. We've debated Mm -hmm. whether or not the iPhone could be developed in a work-from-home environment, you being on the yes, me probably being on the no. And whether you think it can or not, the iPhone has not yet been created in a remote work environment. And to that degree, I think Elon's right. If you're a knowledge-based worker and you want to make physical shit, You're probably going to have to go back to a physical location. If you don't want that, hey, we got choices. Get a software job and make digital things only. Um, What's also interesting to me is there will be fewer goods that are remarkable because there will be fewer people choosing this kind of work, which means the best of the best go to a few winners like maybe Tesla, Apple, Mercedes, etc., which also says there's going to be more robots in this work. So to summarize Chad, you have get your ass back to work that are sort of the traditional knowledge based accountants, penny pushers, penny penny pinchers, counters, whatever bean counters. You have techies that are only software that are going to be able to work from home and then you have somewhere in the middle, yeah, we're technology but we also make shit, so you're going to have to be back in the office. I don't know if you're going to see Apple Tesla, et cetera, embrace remote work, and that's going to limit their talent pool. All the good people Mm. are going to go to software.
0: Yeah, well, see, I think you're incredibly wrong because most of these people that are actually developing physical things. I know engineers who develop diesel engines for a fucking living. Okay, they do pop in every now and again to work, but most of their work is actually done on a goddamn computer. Mm. So to be able to say that is total bullshit. Number one. Number two, this is a he said 40 hours a week once again. There's no flexibility, no autonomy there. He is literally just playing the iron fist bullshit game. Mm -hmm. So around the thought of this has to be a full time in the office narrative, that is total bullshit. I don't care what you are creating. So the hybrid, the autonomy, that's one of the things that, again, at the top you shouldn't give two fucks about. I don't care how it gets done as long as it gets done. And as soon as we start to move to that narrative, then we can get out of the 19 fucking fifties, stop the the punching of the time clock and actually just get to work and enjoy life at the very same fucking time. Tweaking a diesel engine is not the same as creating an iPhone. It sure the fuck is. Call me.
1: Call me when the next great consumer product is made in a, with a remote workforce. And then name the great consumer product that was Look, made remotely. I just
0: said we've been here a few years. We've been creating diesel engines for fucking ever, right? Yeah. So therefore, you got to give it a minute, Chief. It doesn't happen over goddamn night. So, in summary, time will tell whether you're right or Elon's right. Elon's an asshole. <laughs>
1: Well, speaking of uh, non-assholes, your best your best new friend Chad, Indeed, and Recruit Holdings are in the news. <laughs> this is from Reuters, uh, Indeed and Glassdoor owner Recruit Holdings, based in Japan, says it wants to have women in 50% of its senior executive and managerial roles within 10 years a rare pledge in a country where men dominate the top echelon of companies, politics, and civil service, that being Japan again. As of April 1st, 21% of recruits' senior executives, including heads of major business units, were women. This is compared Mm -hmm. to just 10% a year earlier. If my math is right, that's doubling it, Chad. <laughs> so, all at progress. The push for more women is part of a diversity drive to ensure a flow of bright business ideas, said Chief Operating Officer Ayano Sina Sahana, uh, its most senior female executive, who's also just a spry 39-year-old. Chad? I assume
0: you're a fan, but what's your take? Usually I would say this is all fluff and just pandering. But as you had said, it took them a year to go from 10% to 21%. That's that's actual movement. That's awesome. Then I wondered if that movement was from poaching or manufacturing your own female leadership. And the answer is that recruits workforce is young and half are female. Uh, Recruit COO, as you just talked about, Ayanu, she is 39 and was promoted to the board in June of 2020, a couple of years ago, becoming the youngest female director among the Nikkei 225. I'm, I'm a fan of action, not words, and this is major action. This is big applause to recruit. And now let's hope, let's hope they're also paying these females equitably.
1: Yeah, I think this is great. I mean, you're looking I don't think that as Americans, we really appreciate sort of the cultural uh, limitations of women in Japan historically. And I think that these are these are great numbers and great initiatives. Um, It's also a business that doesn't make stuff. So they're not sort of hooked into a lot of the traditional, I guess, trappings of, you know, making cars and and other industrial items. So I say I say hats off to them as well. Major applause. Um, And again, another thing that Indeed Recruit Holdings has done right. What I did find interesting, though, is uh, Mm -hmm. Ronnie, Ronnie Kahan, uh, founder of Indeed, is the only foreigner uh, on their board of directors. So uh, maybe a little more diversity on the board is in the offing <laughs> as you buy up more and more global companies. I would like to see more foreigners, non-Japanese folks, on the board. I think that would
2: be a good thing. The, we I'll would think. like to see
0: more old white, more dudes. old white
1: dudes who <laughs> aren't Japanese on the board, please. <laughs> who says I don't embrace diversity, Chad? Who says <laughs> I don't embrace diversity? Well, mm. let's let's badmouth some CEOs before we get too much into badmouthing me. Oh, okay. This okay. is from a, a Fortune writer who asked, "Quote." Should there be a maximum wage? In quote, in 2021, Fortune 500 CEOs picked up pay packages worth a median of 205 times a typical worker's annual salary. Meanwhile, average U.S. hourly wages fell 2.4 percent last year when adjusted for skyrocketing Biden, fla- I mean inflation. Some of the most highly paid CEOs last year. Also had some of the largest pay ratios at Warner Brothers Discovery, for example, David Zaslov's $247 million in granted compensation is 2,972 times his median worker's salary, which is $82,964. That's not chump change. Anyway, all right, Chad, put down that
0: pitchfork and
1: tell us what you think of this issue.
0: Three words, trickle down economics, or it also masquerades as supply side economics. Anyway, When these three words were first pitched to the American people, the massive profits companies would make were supposed to trickle down to everyone. The pie was supposed to get bigger and everyone was supposed to get a bigger piece of that pie. So let's be clear. Over the last 40 years since trickle down has become a unfortunate piece of American history, CEO pay has increased dramatically in most corporations who paid a CEO 35 times that of a median employee before trickle down 40 years ago. Now guess what? They pay around 350 times that Of a median worker so we wonder why we have such a rift in america today well it's pretty simple when the people who are actually doing the day-to-day work those essential workers have experienced wage stagnation some not even making a living wage then we have assholes like jeff bezos who keep the profits And they're building super yachts with smaller support yachts for for their helicopter. Our country is divided more than ever. And this is all started by a narrative that we would all enjoy the benefits of a bigger economy. And that was nothing more than a lie. And during this time, we've turned from a democracy into a plutocracy, which means we're basically governed by the wealthy. We need to get guardrails back in place like we did before reagan this is america jack agree or disagree i just don't know what you do about it
1: if you think your ceo makes too much money work somewhere else this isn't you know these aren't oligarchs right you know if you don't like working for a ceo gets more than you go work somewhere else uh if you want to change the laws and taxation vote for vote for people that are going to do something about ceo pay i just don't think that the majority of, of americans care that much that CEOs are making as much as as they are because at the end of the day, nothing they're doing is illegal. How many people do we have quitting? But are they quitting because their CEO makes too much money? They, they, they're quitting because they're not making enough. And why aren't they making enough? Sure. So go. So go work for a company that has a different attitude around I mean, salaries. It's,
0: it's everywhere,
1: dude. It's fucking everywhere. Or vote for vote for a government that's actually going to have minimum wage. Oh yeah. Don't get me down that fucking rabbit hole because voting. Oh my god. You know. And and let's be honest. Like I mean, the Democrats have controlled things for a few years, and before that, they controlled things and nothing. Oh, it, dude, it has
0: nothing to do with fucking Republican or Democrat, for God's sakes. They've both fucked us over the last 40 years. So when you start diverting Correct. by by saying no, Democrat no, no, or Republican, no, no, no. yes, you just did. You can't do that. Then I, I won't. But if you want things changed, our
1: system is such that you can change them. But things aren't going to change with C A because no one cares that much. Or you can find a beach in Portugal. Not nearly as much as I care about my old timer with cheese, Chad. And let's take a quick break, take a deep breath, and we'll talk about robots at Chili's.
2: You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business.
1: This is how you finish a podcast. At least our podcast. Robots. Old timer with cheese, anyone? Uh, That's right. A robot may be greeting you at the door during your next visit to Chili's. Everyone meet Rita the Robot, the newest Chili Head. That's apparently what workers at Chili's are called, uh, who looks more like a meal tray on wheels than an actual person. Chili's has expanded its partnership with Bear Robotics, the maker of Rita, to 51 additional locations around eight states in the next month. Previously to that, they were in 10 stores nationwide. The casual chain has been testing the robot, which can lead guests to tables, run food, and sing a birthday song to guests. Come on, folks. (laughs) Chili's found that 82% of guests felt their experience was better because of Rita. 77% said their human server spent more time with them Thanks to the bot, and 84% of chili heads are excited about Rita. Chad, are you excited about Rita the robot? And when was the last time you ate at a Chili's? It's,
0: it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Who, who wouldn't be excited to see a little robot? If you think about it, when we were kids, these are things that we we dreamt about. We, we Everything that we, we were thinking about, just about everything that we were thinking about when we were kids is now like a, a part of every day. Right, And this is one of those little little robots popping around. Now, here's the cool thing. They actually, they actually said that because of these robots, the server had a chance to do what? To be able to spend more time with the people, to give them that white glove service. This, people, recruiters, listen, this is what automation is for. And this is why you need to embrace automation. It's not going to take your fucking job. It's going to take the shit tasks out of your job so that you get an opportunity to give the candidates and hiring managers the white glove service that you've always wanted to. So this is this is a great parallel to our industry. Is Rita single?
1: Because <laughs> delivering bottomless chips and salsa and buffalo chicken sandwiches means Rita won't be on Tinder much longer. In fact, Chad, Rita Cheeseman has a pretty nice ring to it, doesn't it? doesn't she, it. she's it. in mass
0: production and not to mention you're not single everybody gets a read
1: everybody everybody oh we out we out
2: thank you for listening to what's it called a podcast the chad the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing